Oh, what is up, guys, and welcome to the Meeple Mindy Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things tabletop gaming. My name is Jason. And I'm James. And we are back. We are back. We are. This is this is insane how we are actually keeping up with this weekly schedule now, James. I know. It doesn't even feel like a chore. It doesn't. It's lovely. It, it's organisation, Jason. What's happened to us? I know. I know. I'd love to do this full time now. People, pay us money. <laughs> That's how sponsorship, getting people to follow you and give you money works, isn't it? Just, <laughs> just outright saying, give me money. Yeah. But anyway, how have you been this week, James? Not too bad, Jason. Not yeah. too bad. Yeah, good. We've been playing a few games this week. We have we? been playing a few games. Yeah, we managed to getting another game of Dynagenics. We uh, played some Sky Joe last night, much to my... You I, tried, I, I, you I'm tried... trying to think of a word now as to what you, I want to say. You, your but... heart wasn't in it. And you tried to throw the game, and what was hilarious was the game didn't let you. No. You thought you'd had a particularly good round, and even though I was trying to throw the game, I won it. Yep. So, it's, yeah. Interesting, interesting game. I've just played it too much, I think. I do love the game. Like, I joke about it a lot. I do love that game, but yeah, I've played it to death, I think, yep. recently. So well, Stop putting it in your game bag, then. It's what, It's just people just constantly ask to play it, which is great. Yeah, well, I'm glad people want to play my games, but it is just sort of like, there's, yeah, let's play something else or just leave me out of it. Yep. Just, oh, no, yeah. I would take it out of rotation for a bit if I were you, if you're starting to feel like that, because no, you don't want to burn out a game that you like. This is very true. I've done that plenty of times in the past, and even the hobby as a whole, mm. you know, or multiple hobbies, in fact. The hobbies I had before even getting into gaming, I ended up burning out on and... Uh, yep. You know, I'm far, far more invested into this hobby, so the idea of burning out on this is not good. No. So take it out of rotation for a few weeks. I think we will. Uh, I think I will. But uh, today was a good day. It we was. had, uh, I've had a couple of deliveries come through, oh. and we do love delivery day, don't we, We James? do love delivery day here. And to be honest, this was uh, a delivery that kind of shocked you a little bit when I told you what the games were. Uh, yes, as you would have heard from last week's episode, we finally got round to covering the third and final Azul game in the trilogy. And no, the delivery was not for the brand new Queen's Garden, but it was in fact for a card game version of Azul, which we haven't played yet. We didn't even know it existed. But I didn't <laughs> until I went onto, uh, onto the website and, and was actually buying Savannah Park, which is the other game I have here. And yeah, Azul... 5 to 11, like a special edition thing was on there. I was like, oh, well, it's it's like a tenner. So I thought, yeah, why not? Let's, let's jump on it. So, yes, James, what are we talking about today? We are talking about Orlog, Jason. We are. We are indeed. Now, that name may sound very familiar, especially if you play lots of PC or console games, because Orlog is a game that is featured within the Assassin's Creed Valhalla game it's like a little mini game i guess within that yep. i haven't i mean full disclosure at this point i have not played valhalla and i don't believe you have either no i haven't however i am a huge fan of the assassin's creed franchise but i know you're not i am not but yeah when this hit kickstarter i think it was last year might have been 2020 i was really interested but unfortunately i didn't just didn't have the capital at the time and certain things that i'm sure we'll talk about soon actually put me off However, when I was at a gaming event recently, they had a copy of this going very, very cheap. It would have been silly of me not to take advantage of it. So, yes, 
We have been playing it. We now want to talk about it. Should we dive straight in? Let's dive in. Okay, guys. So the officially licensed Orlog dice game of Assassin's Creed Valhalla was released by Ubisoft and Pure Arts and is played by just two players aged eight and up with a playtime of around 10 to 15 minutes. In the game, players use dice rolls and bonus effects to reduce their opponent's health to nil in order to claim victory. It is a very, very simple game. Destroy your opponent using dice. That's the premise of the game, but what comes in the box when you buy Orlog, James? Okay, contained within the box, Jason, are two hard plastic bowls, two acrylic dice sets, two sets of 20 God Favor cards, 32 health counter stones, 50 God Favor tokens, and one game coin. Very nice. Very nice indeed. So, very small box. Well, we say small box. It's not really a small box, but maybe half the size of a standard board game box, would you say? Yeah. Now, the version we have here is a Kickstarter version, so we have got extra stuff in here. However, the components that you have just read out, I believe, is from the retail version. Indeed. Okay, cool. So, we are probably going to talk about some of the Kickstarter stuff. But we'll make it abundantly clear that that is a Kickstarter exclusive when we get to it. Now, I want to kick things off, I think, being that this is a dice game, talking about the dice. Okay. Seems sensible. It seems a fairly sensible thing. So, how do they feel to you? Um, In a word, cheap. I would say that they they look fairly nice. They've sort of got a... I say nice. They've got a bit of a beige coloration and everything's clear to see because it's, it's black. But however, it's also certain parts of it that's got some gold tinting on, but you can't really see it because it blends in. Yeah, it's a bit closer. But what it looks like, because I'm looking at the dice now and they've got a slight effect on them. This, I think they're supposed to look like they're marble or something mm, like that. Yeah. So it's a, a bit of a creamy color. And yes, that gold banding, which signifies something in the rules is quite difficult to actually make out if you weren't under a harsh light you might be able to see it but just under the light here it's like yeah it's quite hard to actually go oh yeah that one's actually got a frame around it yeah and and just for the record while we always say that we are in a studio we don't have studio lights here we are on standard home lighting that we're seeing so where most people would be playing this game yep uh so yeah i I would completely agree that would be my biggest complaint about the dice especially is the the gold banning is very very difficult to see in pretty much every setting that i've played this game and considering they are that they, they do add to the game later on and you kind of need to be able to see them um i think the the coloration of the dice was a very poor choice yeah they do feel a bit cheap they serve their purpose at the end of the day. They haven't started chipping away or anything like that. They've survived that side of things, but they could have been a bit better. They could have been a bit better. And I think at this point, it's fair to say that before recording, I did have a check of the price that you can actually pick the retail version up for. And we're talking 30 to 40 pounds that you're going to be getting this game for. So yeah, those dice are a bit inexcusable for that. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned in the intro, we're talking about the retail version here. You actually showed me the Kickstarter page for this Mm -hmm. and they had an upgraded dice pack on there. Yeah. And they look so much better. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, if you want to check those out, by all means have a look at the old kickstarter page they're like a an optional add-on they were sort of black and light green yeah swirly i suppose marble effect yeah it was a very very black marble slash like obsidian type yeah yeah Uh, they were made to look like that 
be interested to know if they were made out of the same plastic because I'm going to come back around to that. It's like they are they're light. They are the cheapest of the cheap dice that yeah, you see. Yeah, are. yeah. I, I think I think we're both agreed on that. So uh, yeah, dice bit of a bit of a letdown on that one. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I mean that segues us on nicely to talk about the uh, the hard plastic dice trays that come in this game. Now these are. I guess they are kind of integral in the game. You could just roll onto onto the tabletop. That's not too bad. However, one you know you get up to three rolls in the game, and you're you're taking the ones that you want, and then re-rolling ones that you don't. So I do think the separation is good. They are molded so that they look like carved wood. I appreciate the proper carved wood dice trays they're about the same size as coasters would be extortionately expensive however the plastic ones just look and feel very very cheap oh yeah they're really really cheap i mean i'm guessing the thought behind this as you said it's not integral to the game you could roll not having played assassin's creed valhalla uh i can't say for certain but i'm guessing that these are there for thematics mm-hmm. it's yeah. they probably roll as you shared in the game into carved wooden yeah, yeah. um dice trays effectively and that's why you get these dice trays i mean i said the dice were cheap but this is the cheapest of the nastiest plastic yeah. I, I think my son has toys that are better quality plastic yeah, I, and these, this, to be honest and i do get the feeling if i was to drop that on the floor from a from any kind of height i would get the feeling it's going to crack and potentially yeah. have bits snap off i mean this is a very very uk reference but i see this and i think marketplace toys we're talking yeah. that level of cheap and the, the kind of the felt liner that's that you roll onto while it's nice that it, the dice have something too soft to roll onto mm-hmm. i mean this yeah it's just it's just a piece of felt that they just cut in a circle it's mm-hmm. it's yeah i mean to a degree i'm glad it's there because obviously the the noise of those dice falling on that plastic would would uh, oh yeah would be, be would be nasty but agreed yeah could have been could yeah. have been a bit nicer it's cheap it, i it's more i mean it's it's felt but when you read the description again or you read the description of the dice trays from the kickstarter and just just sort of you, yeah considering this is this is as an upgraded version of, of the original planned material it does make me wonder what the original planned material yeah, was because again it, it's cheap and nasty felt yeah 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 sorry very sorry but that's uh that's not a win for me yeah that i would I, I would go as far as to say the dice trays are the biggest letdown. The biggest letdown to yeah. me. I, I, I would agree game. on that one. Um, now we will turn this round, I think, because I think they're the two biggest negatives that we oh, have yeah. with regards to the quality. Um, so we'll move on. There is a a metal coin that comes in this game, and this is included in the retail version. It's essentially there for deciding who goes first and that kind of decision. If there's a fifty fifty decision, yep. It's a flip of a coin. The coin itself is really nice. Like it, it doesn't feel particularly cheap. No, it's some a, metal coins feel quite cheap and it, nasty. It's a metal coin, and it actually looks like an old-fashioned. Mm, yeah, it know, looks like it's been through the years of uh, of not just that, but just from like you know from films and things yeah, like that. Yeah. It looks like they've made it look quite authentic. Yeah, um, yeah imagine sort of Pirates of the Caribbean, Pieces of Eight, that yep. that kind of stuff. It's kind of cool, nice old old timey coin that's been stamped out. Very very nice. I can't uh, I can't say enough good things about the metal coins. Yeah, so. the coins the coin is a nice touch. Yeah, definitely. Now let's. I'm going to save the best. What I think is the best till last, and let's talk about the punchboard tokens. Yep, they're punchboard. Yep, 
they seem quite nice. They're not frayed or anything like that, despite the fact they've been in and out of the boxes quite a bit. Yep, they're quite sturdy. The, um, they're not going to bend easy. No, and they are, again, they're made to look printed like they are done on wood. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've got no no issues with those. We'll talk about what their purpose is later. Yeah. Let's move on to the very last component, which is, of course, the, the health stones. Yeah. Now, visually, these things are stunning. They are made to look like jade-style stones. Yeah. And I love these. Yeah, they're, they're very nice. They are gorgeous. I know that these were something that was upgraded from an original planned uh, material. However, these are stunning. These make are, are the best thing in this game for me. Yeah. In the in the standard retail version. Now they are beautiful. In the Kickstarter version, we were also gifted with a couple of canvas bags. We also have another metal coin, which is for like if you want to run a little mini tournament. That that's kind of cool. And also in this version, I can't remember if this was the Kickstarter exclusive or not, but there is also a big blue sort of playing mat. It's not a neoprene mat or anything like that. It's just purely a cloth mat. Imagine a very, very small table mat. I, I've never used it. It doesn't feel particularly nice, but then again, I'm used to playing on neoprene. neoprene. So. But for a game that is styled like this, would neoprene actually ruin it? Because a cloth is far more thematic. Yeah, I would I would agree with that, yeah. Yeah, the coloration is it's not me at yeah, all. It, I mean, it, it's very, it's, it's sort of baby bluish. Yeah, not not me at all. Not me at all. Anything else to do with the components that you want to talk about, James? No, I think we've done the components. Yeah, no, the components. so uh, not not the best not the best start here. I don't think there was a real mixed bag there with regards to the quality of those components. Yeah. Um. Let's see if the gameplay can make it any better. So normally we'll talk about individual parts of the gameplay that we like and dislike. However, this one is such a simple game that I can tell you how to play this game in one paragraph. Hmm. And literally, all you need to know of how to play this game is that each round, players roll dice up to three times to generate attacks and acquire tokens for god favours. Then using a combination of both of those things, you reduce the other player's health stones. Play continues until one player has lost all of their health stones. And that is it. That is the simplicity of this game. It is incredibly simple. How do you feel about the simplicity of it? Um, it's a very easy game to pick up. Yeah, I mean, we learned it in about five minutes. <laughs> it's it's that simple. It is. It is indeed. And that, that's without ever playing the, the actual video game version of it. Yeah, it was very, very simple to pick up. I love that simplicity. It's probably one of the most simple games I think I've ever played. Mm. So really great if you're introducing someone who's never played a board game before. Mm. It's that easy. You know, symbols are very easy to read on those dice as well and to know what they do let's talk about the god favors that we have just highlighted now in this game you can acquire god favors now god favors are there to assist you in either causing more damage to your opponent rejuvenating your health some will give you more dice some will give you more towards more god favor cards i get my terminology mixed up a little bit in this game the god favor cards are the ones that you use in order to use the god favors and the god favor tokens are what you get to try and buy those those god favor cards so how do you think they played because obviously we've played a few games of this now Yep. Do you think that they are integral they, to the game or just or, or just a nice addition? Or they are, are that, they... They're that extra 
the dice are your primary method of attacking and defending, but they are the um because you have to collect those god favor tokens because each each god favor requires you to spend a certain amount of them to bring mm. in their effect. They're like your oh, what's the best way to describe this? Your your super strike. Mm. Yeah, so sort of your your player superpower, I yeah, guess. Yeah, or your um, special move if it, if you were thinking of a traditional fighting game on a computer, it, it, that you play them to perform a special move. Yeah. Which is either a very powerful attack, a heal, a better defense if you're if that's what you're going for. Yeah, I mean we could we've got a list of, of all the different uh, god favor cards here and, yeah. and what they do. We so can pick I, out a couple. I, I, I'll, re- I'll read out one for example. Um, Odin's sacrifice. Um, you sacrifice a certain amount of your given tokens that you've managed to collect up. If you sacrifice six of them, you get to gain three health. If you sacrifice eight of them, you get to gain four health. And if you sacrifice ten of them, you get to gain five health. Yeah. So I like the fact that every god favor token has those three options mm. uh, as sort of like a light power, a medium power, and a heavy power, Yeah, depending on how many tokens you throw at it. Yeah, and uh, to pick a a couple of other of these, um, obviously Odin, we all know, you know, most people will know Odin because of the the Thor movies. Mm. Obviously, Thor movies and and Thor comics, they're all based on that sort of Norse mythology. So you've got things in here like Thor Strike. This is one of my favourites because it plays to my play style, which is... You deal damage to opponent after the resolution phase. And again, you have that three tier level. If you're spending four God favor tokens, you're going to be doing an extra two damage. Eight tokens gives you five damage. Twelve tokens is going to give you eight damage yeah. now. And there's even one here. I do apologize to anyone from the Scandinavian nations if I pronounce this wrong. Um, Thrymar's Theft. Reduce the effect level of the god favor involved by the opponent uh, this turn. If you spend three, you reduce it by one level. If you spend six, you reduce it by two levels. And if you spend nine, you reduce it by three levels. So if somebody hits you with that super powerful one and you've got that one, you can go, actually, you've spent all those tokens and you only get to do the lowest value. Yes, exactly. So there's, um, I, I feel that these actually add a real element of strategic play yes because you not only have to collect the tokens but you have to decide offensive and defensive actions Mm. here you have to pick your moment to actually use them yeah and i think one of the the things to mention here is obviously the different phases in the games as as to when these things can happen some of those that we mentioned Mm. can only happen after the resolution phase now there are some in there which are health related i.e health rejuvenation however if that states after the resolution and you don't survive that resolution phase, yeah, you die. You don't. You don't get the health. It doesn't um, suddenly bring you back to life. And there is. Well, I couldn't find it on my skim through there, but there is actually one that also causes you to discard some of your god favor tokens. So there is that. When if you're trying to build up for one of those level three attacks, and then someone plays that, that can really set you back. Yeah. Exactly exactly now this is where we can go back to talking about the dice as well because obviously these are all purchased using those god favor tokens which you get every time you get one of those golden banners banners around around the dice that gives you a god favor token but there is also another way to lose them which is having them stolen from you by the opposing player which is another dice side so you're rolling all of these dice per turn, you're going to. They could technically roll nothing but steals if they really wanted to, and they're going to be stealing your stuff to, mm. to keep you from doing those big, big attacks. That I think is pretty cool. I do yeah. like that about it. Let's talk about 
strategic play? Because we, we talked about it a little bit there, but let's talk a bit more about it. Do you feel that this game has multiple avenues to victory or is it very cut and paste, just go out, smack the hell out of your opponent or do you reckon there are other ways around it the only strategy to me is those god favor tokens and when you play them mm. other than that it is straight up roll dice and whittle down your opponent there isn't really any other way to yeah, do it there's yeah. no deep deep strategy to it i mean i suppose there is an element of it you said uh, as you mentioned right at the beginning you can roll the dice three times it's you can there is an element of thinking what symbol what point in the game am i and what symbols do i actually want and am i going to risk re-rolling some dice to get more of that symbol or a combination of symbols to do what i actually want but i wouldn't say there's any grand strategy to this game it's no no i think because obviously there's always going to be a first player if for me if i was going for strategy if i was the first player of that round i would probably be going all out attack because Mm. then that kind of determines the other player's actions for that turn if i've got a full load of attacks yeah they're probably going to want to go on the defensive as opposed to attacking me Mm. but at the same time if I'm not the first player, that's probably where I'm going to be going more for the the God favor tokens in order to try and activate some God favors. Yeah. Uh, but as I said, there are defensive measures on this as well. So there's two types of attack. You've got melee and ranged, which means there's also two types of defense being long range defense and also melee defense. Yeah. I like the fact that defense is separated. Yes. As well as attack, because it does mean that you can ultimately fail at defending because you could roll nothing but melee defense but i've chucked nothing but ranged attack at you so that's pretty cool it's very unpredictable obviously it is a dice game yep but yeah i think gameplay wise there's not really much else to to say about it other than the fact that whether this is entirely demanded by the license or not i think the low player count is kind of a bit sucky it might be quite nice to have this as like a two to four player game and then actually be able to decide who you want to attack yeah i i I would like to see this at a higher player count yeah i I get the feeling it would be better at three or four players again having not played the video game it's based on i wonder if it was always a straight up one versus one in the in the game and they're being true to the game yeah exactly and i'm assuming that that is indeed the case because obviously there was no discussions about ever having higher player counts on this game so i'm assuming they're sticking true to the source material which i can't fault yeah you know, i'd rather they do stick true to it but yeah for me how often do two-player games get to the table very very rarely usually it's after we finish recording a podcast we might break out a small yeah two-player game but other than that game nights no never happens um anything else about the gameplay you want to talk about james before we move on to our final thoughts i think we should move on to final thoughts let's do it uh would you like to go first on the final thoughts um my final thoughts on this game are I can't fault the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoy playing playing this game. Yep. I thought it was quite fun. However, the quality in these components is, to be harsh, unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, some of them are pretty abysmal. Especially at that 30 to 40 pound price mark. Yeah. It's the components that are nice, like we've mentioned, the coin and the stones, they're, again, to be harsh, they're gimmick pieces. Mm-hmm. The actual core gameplay elements, the dice trays and the dice, are cheap and nasty. Yeah. And 
what they were thinking slapping 40 in fact i know what they were thinking it's an ip based game and let's let's go for it that's what they were thinking yeah i I have to agree with you on that one you know it's one of them things like ip games we all know about it that usually bumps the price i think the theme for this game is very cut and paste you know it doesn't need to be orlog this could just be a standard dice game but obviously having orlog on it and it was a game that people loved within the game it's gonna have sold games Mm. it's what drew me to it first on on kickstarter would i have gone for it if it had been just a standard dice game probably not if i'm honest so it does work in those sense but yeah when it costs that much it's not acceptable with the the quality of those core components uh who would you recommend the game for uh anyone who's a fan of assassin's creed valhalla i mm-hmm. mean give it a try if you liked it with inside inside the game you know having having a hard copy that you can actually play yourself you know you actually feel the components i suppose is quite nice when they when they bring out the little mini games like that and actually sell them in physical form even if you don't know the assassin's creed series you know you could it makes a good beginner's game i suppose it's nice simple rule set yeah um good introduction to dice based games i suppose yeah um for me again if you're a fan of assassin's creed or more specifically as you said valhalla if you play primarily play two-player games this might be a nice little difference of a game if you wanted to try it again we said the simplicity brand new to gaming and maybe attracted to the ip that's perfect it is a good game but like I said, the theme is very, very loose. It could easily not be Orlog. It could it could just be a standard game. I do think there's far too much dictation from the license with regards to the quality, I'd imagine. Like they've tried to keep costs down because they knew that that license was going to cost people extra. But yeah, the quality I can accept, but not alongside the rrp price the rrp price for me is what ruins this it's Mm. far far too high even if they were really good quality i would not pay upwards of 30 quid for this game like i would probably at an absolute push say 20 pounds this game is worth it yeah however i think you'd be looking more towards the 10 to 15 which i was going to say actually what i paid for it take that rrp and slash it in half and we might talk yeah yeah agreed um so yeah for full disclosure i actually paid a tenner for this game and bearing in mind this is the kickstarter version i feel like i've got a good deal however retail version 10 to 15 is where i think you need to be looking if you can get a secondhand copy of it for that kind of money it's probably worth it it is good fun to play it does have some tense moments but don't pay the rrp price for this it's too much yeah agreed let's move on to the meeple rating james because we have uh we have had quite a few negative things to say about this and i don't want to always be negative about games but let's see if we can find some silver line into this game what is your meeple rating and what are your reasons for that rating my meeple rating for this game is a four okay wow james's lowest rating so far yeah and i'm guessing your rating is because of quality. Quality. Quality against price. Yeah. It's a it's a fun little uh, game. I can't fault the rule set, but yeah, all of that negativity is going into the how can you charge 30 to 40 pounds for this? No, I think uh, I, I can totally understand that. And it's, who am I to disagree with your, your rating? So for me, I'm trying to put the price aside, but I can't really. The game is good. The bowls need to be better. 
the dice need to be better, but I do appreciate that if they had been wood like they're depicted, the the price would be insane. The stones are amazing, but like you said, they are a bit. I suppose they're gimmick more yeah. than anything. They're a side piece. They're it's, a side piece. Their, their function could be filled by anything. Yep. It's nice that they look good, but the first pl- it's effectively the coin and the stones are the first player marker of the health trackers. Yeah, they're, they're side components. Yeah. Why did they get the good quality treatment and the core pieces of the game got the cheap treatment? Yeah. It should be the other way around. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. Um, unfortunately, this has been hit quite hard for its quality components. However, gameplay has redeemed it a bit. I enjoy this game. I find it very fun, very intense. I know my partner likes this game as well. So coming up with a, a Meeple rating for this was hard. I have gone higher than you. I've tried not to be too harsh on it because I do enjoy the gameplay. And is it going to stick in my collection? It's not on the for sale pile right now, but I can see it being on the for sale pile within the next year, I reckon. So that that's never a good sign. And, and because of that, I have given it a 5.5. So just over average. But I can't say it enough. That price is not acceptable. Have any of you guys played the officially licensed Orlog game by Ubisoft? Have you been offended by what we have said here today? Do you agree with us that sometimes these IPs just are there for a pure cash grab and that they feel that inferior quality components are acceptable with such a high price? Let us know on any of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord. Links to all of those will be in the podcast description. Now, there is no news this week because Paul has decided to abscond from the shed. I say abscond. He did ask for a little bit of time off due to his busy work life at the moment. And being the very, very friendly boss that I am, I granted him, James. How about that? Does this mean you're going to start asking for like holiday as well uh, well it's i should probably bring that up with you at some point but more importantly if you let him out of the shed too often he'll get used to it he will indeed he will indeed he might actually start asking for a studio himself mm. that's not good that's cost me money yeah so yeah unfortunately guys no news and and kickstarters this week but i'm sure paul will be back next week with all of that kind of jazz and probably make up for the ones that he missed this week till next week my name has been jason and i've been james and you've been listening to the meeple minded podcast join us next week for more tabletop gaming goodness ta-ta goodbye